A New Zealand politician takes herself to the hospital for the birth of her baby via bicycle. Meanwhile, another really weird birth story where the date means a lot for this young baby and a lot meant for this young man where Paris Hennard gets himself in trouble with some old allegations for sexual harassment claims. Those were some pretty big stories that you talked about all week, but not quite top 10 material. So what stories made it in? Spoiler alert, three super stories, but those were enough to knock off the number one spot. We'll talk about those in just a minute here for the weekly wrap-up show from thisistheconversation.com for the week ending August 25th, 2018. And welcome to the show. My name is Jay Cliven Payne. Glad to be back into the saddle doing this more or less the old school way. We're doing some tweaks to make it work, but I'm glad to be giving you the Conversations Weekly Wrap-Up Show. If you're new to the show, this is a grand design that did turn out to not be so grand, so we're trying to bring it back where we work with you, yes, you, to help us decide which stories are the best stories that have been talked about all week long in the media, in the news, not just being stuck on the chirons on the major networks, not being in the fake news that the president talks about, although we got a lot of president to talk about today. We do talk about news stories, some of them great, some of them not so great, some of them really silly. We put them all out on our social media feeds and let you tell us which ones are the best. And it's really simple. Follow us on Facebook at This Is A Conversation. Follow us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation. And all you have to do is when a story comes up in the feed that you get a kick out of, like it, love it, hate it, share it, reply to it. Do some engagement with the story, and the more engagement the stories get on Facebook and Twitter, the higher the rank they go into the final spreadsheet for the final tally. And we'll give you the top 10, Casey Kasem style, condom down from 10 to 1, and then we'll follow it up with stories that didn't quite make it in, the stories we talk about in the tease. And we'll also hint into the almost relevant story, the story at the very bottom of the list for this week. We're getting back into the groove of doing this thing, hopefully weekly. We'll see how long we can keep it consistent. So some things will change because we have to change and make them work. Some things will remain the same, and hopefully you will enjoy them. Let us know by going to our website, thisisaconversation.com, and leaving us some messages to let us know how well we are doing. So without further ado, let's get into the stories. Starting off with the number 10 story this week, the headline comes from The Hollywood Reporter, and the headline is... Superman and Lois Lane joined the CW's DC crossover event. We posted this story on Wednesday, August 22nd. Uh, it was a pretty big deal, apparently, and the CW is a big deal with its Arrowverse crossover. All the superheroes that live in the DC-verse, other than Black Lightning, who sort of exists but hasn't quite been stood there. Uh, and that means that they're returning with Tyler Holchin, Holchelin, that guy, as Superman with the unnamed, undisclosed, not quite cast role of Lois Lane coming up next. So you guys who are into watching uh, the Heroes of Tomorrow plus Arrow plus The Flash plus Supergirl, Supergirl joining CW from CBS a few years ago, joining the larger Arrowverse, which is how you get Superman into this thing, you'll be very, 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 very happy or not so happy if you don't like this Superman. Next story in the nine spot, of course, goes to football. A lot of football in this week, college football specifically, and Ohio State as they suspend Coach Urban Meyer and athletic director Gene Smith. Posted this on Wednesday, August 22nd, a bump of response from the 10 story of 15.63% in response from you. Now, here's a few lines from the actual headline we got from ESPN. 
Ohio State on Wednesday night suspended head football coach Oberon Meyer for the first three games of the season after a two-week investigation found that he mishandled domestic assault allegations made against former Buckeyes assistant coach Zach Smith and misrepresented what he knew about the situation in public statement in July. Going deeper a little bit, we also have Ohio State also suspended athletic director Gene Smith without pay for more than two weeks. His suspension will take effect August 31st and will finish September 16th. Smith said he failed as a leader to alert others to red flags about Zach Smith's conduct after he learned that police were investigating accusations of domestic abuse in 2015. Now, you may think this is uh, this par for the course for college football, but let me back up to this very university who fired a coach a few years back to hire this guy, Urban Meyer, because he didn't know about his students, his players, getting free tattoos. So we are basically putting free tattoos versus domestic violence. The guy gets fired because his kids got free tattoos. This guy only gets three game suspension because his coach is beating his wife, allegedly. Dave's story is a Robert Mueller story, which is, in fact, a Donald Trump story. This one happens to be about George Papadopoulos specifically. This one is where Mueller represent, recommends six months in prison for Papadopoulos for lying to investigators about possible collusion while he worked with the Trump campaign. Very short article. Very quick on that one. We posted this on Friday, August 17th. This one got a bump response from the nine story of 6.49%. The number seven story is a head-scratcher, but we'll go along with it. You guys talked about it, so it is there. It's also the top Facebook story for the week. Rasmussen poll says Trump approval rating with blacks now at 36%. This one we posted on Saturday, August 18th. And let's get a little bit from the story. We pulled it from USA Today, so we're going to read a bit from the article. It says... Even as Cable News Network debate reports of the existence of a recording of President Donald Trump using racial slur, a new poll from Rasmussen reports says that the president's approval rating among African-Americans is at 36 percent, nearly double his support this time last year. This is high, so says the article, because Trump only got about 8 percent of the African-American vote in 2016, period. And, of course, we're dealing with a lot of issues because of the recent firing and reemergence of Omarosa Manasalt um, Galt Newman, or whatever her name is now, and the book that she released a few days ago, and the audio tapes, the mixed tapes of Donald Trump doing various things, being Donald Trump, basically. This week's number six story goes to another monument being toppled by protesters. This one at UNC Chapel Hill. The headline, protesters at UNC Chapel Hill knock over controversial Silent Sam Confederate statue. Posted on Tuesday, August 21st. Bump in response from the seven story, 9.68%. A couple quick lines from this story. We got it from CNN. About 250 protesters on the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill's campus knocked over the school's controversial Silent Sam Confederate statue, the university said on Tuesday. Statue is the latest among Confederate monuments to be removed, and its toppling comes as a community grapples with a legacy of contentious chapter in American history. Obviously, we've known a lot about these things going on. This was apparently a spontaneous thing done by just regular protesters, just people out there. So you can either fault them for being regular people knocking over things that aren't theirs, or you can give them praise for knocking over something that's been a point of contention for students and people in the area. Your thoughts on that may vary. This is just a straight up that they were able to knock this thing over. 250 protesters just knocked over the statue last week. The first of this week's three super stories in this spot for number five this week. We combined two headlines this week and get a, a larger score. We'll explain how that works out in the second segment of the show, but we'll just read two headlines that we had posted that made it into 
this ranking. Hawaii hunkers down as Category 5 Hurricane Lane heads towards way, and Hurricane Lane brings torrential rains to Hawaii's big island. Hard to say torrential sometimes. These two headlines posted on on the 22nd and the 24th this week with a combined total engagement that had it go up to the 5 spot a jump from the six spot of 3.36. Now, we know that the hurricane is essentially making its way away from Hawaii right now, but it did leave about 19 inches of rain on top of the islands. And, of course, people in Hawaii can't evacuate. They can't go 30 miles east or west because there's nowhere to go but water, and that makes it even worse. So they're dealing with some serious flooding. Of course, they've been dealing with for the year with a serious volcanic action. So we'll see how they'll be able to get through all these things in a few days when the storm officially passes. Drop down from Cat 5 to Cat 3 by the time it it didn't quite make landfall, but trying to basically graze the lands of the Big Islands, but dealing with some serious things there. So, of course, thoughts and prayers going out with all the folks there in Hawaii. The ironic part was there was a scheduled test for its alert system, the one that made people think there was a bomb coming last year, but obviously that test was postponed because an actual alert was coming towards the island. Super story number two for the week, it's a Michael Cohen story. Subpoena issued for former Trump attorney Cohen in Trump Foundation probe and Michael Cohen reaches plea deal with feds set to appear in court. The two stories posted on Tuesday the 21st and Wednesday the 22nd. Plenty more Michael Cohen's popped up but this was enough to get you in the conversation and pump it up to the four spot. It gets a bump in response of 1.63%. The short version of the Michael Cohen saga as it stands Michael Cohen who of course was one of Donald Trump's personal lawyers who now Trump says is just a liar and a sneak and didn't really do very much, uh, was known for being his fixer for over a decade. Meanwhile, he is now flipping, which Donald Trump believes should be illegal, telling the world, and specifically the investigators that are investigating him and the president, that not only did he make payments to alleged porn stars and other people that just hushed him up on affairs that Donald was having, that Donald was having with people, he, that Donald Trump knew exactly what was going on. This gets really, really, really interesting. And now that the owner of the National Enquirer, who's kind of implicating this for being the go-between for this, is now cooperating with pure immunity to talk about these cases. We'll see how these things go all online. I'm sure that one and David Pecker issues will probably make it into next week's top 10. Headline for story number three, jury reaches verdict on eight counts in tax fraud case for Paul Manafort, posted on Tuesday, August 21st. Took him a few days to get through this, so it took a while to get the actual story, but we'll go deeper into detail in just a second. This one, of course, the three-story bump in response from the four of 88.8%, and this one, of course, not even a super story. It's all by itself. Now, here's the deal on Manafort. Paul Manafort, of course, was the campaign manager for Donald Trump. We found out that he took did the job for free because he was essentially not paying taxes for five years, didn't want to have to claim it, and, of course, was going to use the, the, the clout he got from working with Trump to make more money on the foreign market. Jury reached a verdict on eight counts. All those counts were guilty, and he could serve about 80 years or so in prison for those counts. 18 counts is what he was up for, and apparently there was one person on the jury who just would not flip on, there you go again, flipping again, would not flip on the side to make it enough to to to, to make him uh, guilty on the other 10 counts. So that's how we only got eight counts out of 10. President Trump has already hinted in the fact that he might actually pardon him. The oddity on this one is Paul Manafort has another trial beginning in about two weeks on another issue on money. And the president will probably wait till after that trial is done to do the pardon if that is the way he's going to go. We'll see how that rolls.
Number two story this week, a very sad story. Both of these headlines were posted on Tuesday, August 21st. Missing Iowa student Molly Tibbetts' body found an undocumented immigrant charged with the murder and killing of Iowa student Molly Tibbetts. This, of course, posted on 21st. This was the two story. It gets a bumper response of 2.12% from the three. And here's a quick rundown of what happened with Molly Tibbetts. What we know from the testimony of the person who was uh, in, who was charged with the murder is it was a crime of convenience from a person who was undocumented. So that, of course, turns into a political issue and has become a political issue for many people, including the Donald Trump organization, using this case for quick fundraising issues. Meanwhile, the, the family kind of wants it to kind of die down and people and the students who just started school back want to kind of keep it on the down low and do their grieving and move on from right now as the story goes from the now defendant molly Tibbetts was out jogging early one morning he was driving around drove up stopped his car got out of his car and basically started running beside her and then blacked out and everything happened he was able to lead everyone to the body uh, in a, a field and while the DNA tests and all the tests have not been completed as of, as far as I know, as of this recording, people are pretty sure he's he's pretty much saying it is who it is. And we'll know for for sure probably by day's end here. So next weekend we'll be talking more about this and how the president is turning this into a campaign issue and a fundraising issue on the point. Three super stories this week, but was not big enough for the top story. And we said plenty of football in the top ten, and this was going to uh, make this happen. The Wednesday story, August 22nd, we posted that Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott are done for the preseason. This was the highest Twitter story for the week. This gets a bump in response from the two story to the one of 5.19%. From the ten story, which of course was Superman and Lois Lane coming to DC's uh, crossover event on CW, only 216%, but from the almost relevant story, which was 98 this week, 4,509% difference. That's how much response from the 98 to the number one. Now, what does that mean? That means you people are ready for some football uh, because this one was a kind of a, a just kind of a, a throw out there that was that we see what would go. And you guys jumped on this one pretty, pretty hard. Now, Dak Prescott, the, the quarterback and Ezekiel Elliott, the running back star third year players for the Dallas Cowboys are being shut down for the third of the four preseason games this year because there's no reason for to play them. We know they're going to play. We see what they've done. And there's not a lot of actual action between the stars early on unless there's some stuff with some rehab or you're testing new things out. A lot of rookies get a chance to be seen so we can see what they can do uh, right now. Andrew Luck of the Colts is doing a lot of extra work because he hasn't played football in about a season and a half, maybe even longer than that. So they're trying to see how he's looking out there. But most of the stars by the th th week three, although they say this is when they played them up so they see the big competition, they're not really out there playing a big competition. Week three and week four are the last-minute scrub guys trying to make the main roster. And so we're going to see a lot of players from people who aren't going to matter very much because they won't be around in two, three weeks when the season starts. Meanwhile, you guys care about the Cowboys and Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott because he, they, M, are the number one story this week based on all the responses we've had for the thing. When we come back, we will talk about the almost relevant story this week and tell you what stories were pretty big, but not quite big enough to make it into the top 10. Here from This is the Conversations weekly wrap-up show for the week ending August the 25th, 2018. 
Pulse is not a new service. There are services that have been around for a while. They started off by fixing people's cell phones and helped them set them up the right way, and they've expanded into helping you get your smart home right. And what does that mean? Well, let's start with the basics. If you have a new TV, they'll come and they'll hang it for you. Bam. They'll set up your speakers and all your smart devices to it. Bam. They'll set up your smart home and all your devices so you can use them the right way from day one and not having to scramble figuring out how to work them out. Bam. Things that they work on. Compatible devices include soaking up your lighting, locks and doorbells, nurseries, camera and security, smart plugs, smoke alarms, thermostats, and voice devices and speaker. You can get your Google Home and your Alexa to actually do something worth something and not just have it yell at you because you won't say the right command. And they'll set it up for you. They'll come in, and it's quick and easy. They set things up seven days a week. You make the appointment via your cell phone, and you have a quick quote estimate so you know what's going to happen you don't have to pay them until it's done. Check them out. P-U-L-S is how it's spelled. We have a great deal for you if you go to thisistheconversation.com slash pulse. Thisistheconversation.com slash P-L-U-S for a great deal. Get your smart home set up the right way, professionally, and without any hassle from Pulse. I'm Dan. I'm Kenton. And we are the host of the Media Nerds Podcast, a weekly look at all things media. Hey, Trotsky, you're in advertising. Be it radio, TV, online, movies, yeah, Netflix, all media. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. We love the media. And if you love the media, we love you. Yes, and you should listen to our podcast because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, what the hell? Listen. And it's just the media. Media Nerds Podcast every week at MediaNerdsPodcast.com, iTunes, Google Play. What do you have? to lose by the way it's Pottern I always ask you that Pottern family yeah P-O-T-T P-O-D-E-R Pottern Pottern. modern family oh okay Showing some quick love for the folks that showed us love this week. You are the people who responded to many of our conversations on Twitter and Facebook. On Facebook, some names include Gabriela Inez, Maria Polzon, and Jade Collins, plus my boy Rick G. Satin, David Maxwell, and I couldn't do this without you, Molinado Slim. Thank you so much for joining in and being vocal. We love it when that happens. Some Twitter folks that showed love as well include Caveman Syndrome, uh, Leonard Kim, IF Thunder, Hatrick Lady, Spin Brandon, and Famous Birthdays, shouting out as we started to do more birthdays. Thank you so much, Famous Birthdays, for providing us those birthdays for famous people. Now, let's get into the wrap-up. First, I'm going to explain about the super stories. Super stories are stories that, when we do the final tally, come up in the top that are more than one of the same headline on the same topic. So this week, we had three super stories, three things that popped up in the top 15 that, when combined, moved them up a little bit. So they were already stories that were already going to rank. They just ranked a little higher when we combined them, allowing more stories into the process. The three super stories that we had this week were the story on the hurricane, Hurricane Lane going through Hawaii. Also, uh, the issues, and there were many issues with, with uh, Michael Cohen. We had two headlines on them particularly, and they ranked pretty high. And the Molly Tibbet story. Those three stories combined together, two headlines that were high enough, made them higher stories. But didn't really rank them too far 
into the thing. As we told you, the number one story this week was about Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott made it all by themselves, and the difference between the one and the two was about five uh, and a quarter percent. So there was pr- plenty of distance between uh, the two to combine for two and the one by itself for one. Now, the interesting stories. Let's start off with the almost relevant story of the week. Uh, this is a story that doesn't get much love within the countdown. It's usually because it's posted towards the end of the countdown, usually on the Friday we record this, somewhere early Friday morning, so it doesn't get a lot of love unless it's something really big. And this one is actually kind of big. I don't think it's going to rank next week, so it probably won't be a holdover, but we'll probably discuss it somewhere else. Japan gets first female fighter pilot inspired by Top Gun. So that's a pretty cool one right there. I'm not going to go too deep into the stories on these. We're just going to get you the headlines and wrap it on up. Now, the top, the top 15, the rounding out the top 15 stories that didn't quite make it into the top. We start off with a politician in New Zealand who rode her bike to give birth to her first child. New Zealand's Minister for Women has cycled to hospital to give birth to her first child at 42 weeks. Her name, Julie Ginter for the Green Party, went by bicycle, was induced because there wasn't enough space to get her into the car. Hmm, there you go. Sometimes you just got to improvise. Congratulations on mother, child, and father on the healthy birth. The number 12 story, Walmart goes for more global uh, dominance by purchasing or finishing its purchase, $16 billion acquisition of the company Flipkart. Going to the 13th story, there's the headline. It's a very sad story. I'm going to read a bit from the 13th story to give you some context. The headline, Delhi owner fatally stabbed in third attack on Sikhs in three weeks. This was posted on the 17th of August, 2018. A quick couple lines from the story. This is from Newsweek. A Sikh Delhi owner was killed on Thursday in a third violent attack against Sikh in three weeks. Terlok Singh, who ran the Park Deli in East Orange, New Jersey, was found in his store with a stab wound in his chest. Prosecutors are considering the killing a homicide, but not establish a motive. So that's a very sad story and a very, very not good trend, as some people would say, of of those things. Now, here's a really cool story that I want you to really get into. Baby girl with unique birth date and birth time. Now, how unique for this baby girl? Well, let's talk about her. Luciana Castillo was born 18, 18 hours on the 18th of August in the year 2018. 1818, of course, is 618 in the afternoon. So her birth date is 81818, and her birth time was also 1818. Hopefully she won't get teased a bunch on that one, but I think this is a pretty special occasion. Congratulations on the parents of the newborn. Hopefully this will be a great thing to tell as a story for years to come. Not such a great thing tells a story will be the number 14, the number 15 story, I should say, this week. Paris Denard and a story coming out that is pretty damning. This headline, CNN suspends Trump defending pundit Paris Denard, say that three times fast, after sexual harassment claims. Here are some of the problems that happened. Paris Denard was working at Arizona State University and many of the women that were working with him, younger women, were complaining about some of his lewd behavior. Nothing that was actually touching or anything like that, but it was literally words and gestures and things that made them uncomfortable. They went to management. uh, They had their dealings with them. They were a bit afraid about going to management, and Paris Denard was fired on a down low. Many people who had no idea what was going on had no idea what was happening. This was all found out by the Washington Post, who did an expose on how he got 
this miss from Arizona State, which happened two days after the president gave him much props, being Paris Sennard, for waxing the floor with Phil Mudd, another CNN analyst, which if you watch the actual exchange, you can pick which side you think actually won. In this case, Paris Sennard not working for the CNN folks, at least for a bit. We'll see if he gets back on TV or in any sort of real punditry anytime soon. And that's it. That's all we got. We're done. We're thanking you so much for joining us for this refresh of the uh, Conversations Weekly Wrap-Up Show. And hopefully we'll be able to get things back in order and back into a sense of sense of normalcy. Number one, trying to cram it in. And number two, dealing with a bit of a cold. So that's how that all rolls out. We're glad to have you with us. We thank uh, all our sponsors. You can check them out by going to thisisconversation.com slash sponsors and help us out keep things on the air. And of course, just keep on following us on social media. Twitter, it's TH underscore conversation. On Facebook, it's This Is Conversation. And all you have to do is as the stories come up in your feed, you can like them, love them, share them, and that will let us know which stories go into the big feed, into the big list for the countdown every week. Thank you so much. We hope to be here next week for another edition of the weekly wrap-up show from thisisconversation.com.